Hey everybody, how are you doing, my my potential listeners? Uh, I just want to say thanks again for all the downloads. I'm at 96 now, 96, almost 100. I would really like to make it to 100. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, but you know, even if I I never got one more, I would still be very very grateful for all the ones I've gotten already. It was very cool of everyone who's listened. Um, today is just going to be more of a very personal talk about my emotions kind of day. Because I need to <laughs> vent about my personal emotional life a little bit, so I'm gonna do it to you, my random stranger friends. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's more just about my job, you know. So I'm really happy uh, that I'm seeing a lot of people quit their jobs. You know, it's like I I, I see that in the news a lot. It's like a little quiet quitting is like a thing now, and I'm like. I believe the quiet quitting is very much a thing. I mean, we're like, this is a real trend, and I'm like, I don't. It makes perfect sense to me that a lot of people, after COVID, just prioritized what they wanted in life, and and most people, a lot of people, decided that that wasn't their jobs. I'm like, yeah, obviously, jobs are not the most like COVID. Like, I was talking to a friend at work, uh, you know, and my friend said, or you know, they, they, my coworker said they, um, it's like, oh, hey, uh, COVID. I think really helped a, like a lot of people uh, gain perspective, you know, as terrible as it was, and it absolutely was a horrifying thing, and it's still going on. Um, but you know, uh, one one thing I am grateful that it seems to have helped at least some people here in America do is like it's helped some people here in America gain perspective. Uh, I, I won't speak too much to the rest of the world, but I, I feel like it's definitely in, in America, if nothing, if nowhere else, potentially more places, you know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's it's yeah, that's that's why I believe quiet quitting is definitely a thing. Cause like who, like good jobs suck, you know. Like yeah, we do them, we respect each other for doing them, we respect ourselves for doing them, but. They suck. They suck hard. And so is it really so hard to imagine that when a bunch of people, you know, sit in their homes for like a year, they realize, hey, you know, this job, not my most important thing. Not the most important thing ever, you know? Like there was this, I heard the story of like this, uh, this, uh, this older person who worked at a place for like 20 years. And then they, uh, during like they, they were off for like a year during COVID. And then afterward, they just didn't want to go back. Because they didn't, uh, they just they just never realized how much stress and how bad it was for them doing their job until they stopped doing it for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, that that's the thing about working, you know. Do you remember when you were you were 16 before you started working? Do you remember how like much energy you had? And that's part of that's just being 16. But I'm 24, right? So I'm still physically young, but and I, I'm in solid shape. Nothing spectacular. I'm just healthy enough, you know, and um. It very much, it very much, I very much can tell that, you know, I, I've, I've worked fairly consistently with uh, a couple, like, I was putting myself through school, so sometimes I would have, like, a couple month breaks from working, but for the most part, I was working full-time or half-time or, you know, part-time, whatever, on and off again for the last six years, and uh, sometimes, you know, in, in jobs that I thought were, were fairly hard, you know, nothing, nothing not the hardest jobs in the world. Food service is not like tuck like fucking Wendy's is not the hardest job in the world, but it's pretty fucking hard. Like I'm, I'm just saying. I've had office. I had it like I've had more office jobs. Like I had an office internship. 
office jobs are nowhere near as demanding. I was I had an IT internship in an office, and that was nowhere near as difficult as the my job at the uh, at the Wendy's. That is a fact, and you know it's because I don't know, I don't know, I don't I don't know. Like I I I I, I left IT, but I think people in IT should make good money. I think. Uh, <laughs> fast food workers should also make good money and i really don't see much of a reason for there to be that much a difference in those pay scales i'll be real you know as someone who's who's done both of those jobs uh i really don't think there needs to be that much of a pay difference between say working fast food and working it uh professional opinion from someone who's been both of those professions um but yeah anyway um my current job kind of sucks and it's like because i just don't care about it it's it's a bug farm we sell bugs uh for people's lizards that they eat and it's cool and it's kind of neat but it's still a job it's still a i do repetitive tasks the whole week and you know what i did i i i live pretty paycheck to paycheck and even though this is kind of risky for me i'm allowing myself not to work fridays anymore because emotionally I just really felt like I didn't want to work five days a week anymore and god was it so good for me pardon me it was really really good for me personally I I gained I gained a lot of stamina I gained a lot of sort of peace I, I I'm so I started this week and I can I'm already feeling so much better you know I I feel so relaxed just so much weight off my shoulders because I just hate like, it's just like, I, like, the things I think I want in my life are, because I'm very grateful to be alive, ultimately, I think, uh, and that is after a journey of five suicide attempts, let me tell you, um, maybe four, I don't remember, anyway, um, sorry, I'm trying to find my words, <laughs> uh, yeah, grateful for life. And the thing about that is, for me personally, um, God, I'm sorry, I have the worst memory. Okay, I'm just, what I would like in my life is, I need to be in the woods, because, let me tell you a story. So when I, when I was like uh, 15, I ran away for the first time, and it was just, basically I just didn't want to be in my house. I didn't want to be in my house so bad, but I didn't have anywhere else to go, so one day I just walked out of my house and I walked uh like for an hour down to where my grandma lived and I like walked in the night and you know I like I remember I there was a car coming and I was so I was so paranoid that someone might say oh hey there's a 15 year old call the police that I, I dove down into a ditch hoping they wouldn't see me and I made my way down to my grandparents uh, house and there was a bridge there and I knew this bridge and I and I walked down under the bridge and so I'm in the forest now because my grandma's property is very 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 much in the woods and that's where and I used to grow up right next to them so it was kind of like the woods that I was familiar with so I was in the woods under this bridge and I got this feeling that I've never gotten before because for the first time in my life I nobody knew where I was I was completely alone and I was 16 or 15. And I was so... I felt so free. I felt... 
I felt so happy because I heard just this pack of what either were coyotes or maybe full wolves, depending on we were in the woods. Um, it was, and they just howled, you know, as a group. And I was just sitting there in the cold, you know, I'd like made like a bunch of leaves in this giant pile that I use as a blanket for myself. Um, and they just howled and it reverberated around the concrete, you know, that I was under. And it, I can't describe fully how much peace that sound gave me, how much stillness it put into my body. I just felt so at home in that moment in a way I've never felt. And a couple of years later, I would kind of repeat this experience when I ran, when I ran away from home again and I slept in the woods for a night and when I slept in the woods, and this was completely in the woods, like far away from any streets. And when I slept in those woods, I, I found this nice little like niche, like this little curve on the ground. I went to sleep at night underneath the stars in the middle of the woods. Again, no one knew where I was. I was completely alone, still underage. And I was again, best sleep of my life to this day. So one of the things I need, I have realized to be happy is the woods. I need as much of it as possible. So every plan in my life is ultimately geared towards me going towards the woods. Now, obviously I could just go in the woods right now, but I would prefer not to just walk into the woods right now because I am unprepared to live in the woods. Okay. I do not have the skills or the knowledge necessary to do that. I'm kind of, I kind of want to find like a cool woods teacher to teach me how to live in the woods, you know, uh, that's a plan of mine. But also at the same time, every day at my job, it gets a little, little, little bit, a little bit harder to not be doing the thing that makes me most happy when I know that I can be so happy in the woods. And there are days at my job, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be so heartbroken and so sad. And so I just feel so trapped because like it just feels like it's calling to me and I want to go to it so badly, but I feel like I would die. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty physically incompetent, <laughs> pretty clumsy, but you know, at the same time, it's like, oh, there's this little feeling that's not going away and is honestly just getting stronger. <sighs> and I think, I know I'd be fine if I could just, but I also like, the thing is I also want to succeed creatively. You know, I want to, like, I'm, I'm working on publishing a book right now. Um, I've submitted to a contest. I won't say what contest I've talked about this before. And if I win, it's a... Uh, you know, I, I get I get it published. I'm like, wow, and I, I'm really proud of the the book I wrote. I think it's really good. Um, it's kind of like just this big poetic memoir about my life, uh, and I think I, I wrote it. And I, again, I won't say anything else about it. But um, if that comes out, then you know I would be very happy. But the problem with that is to realistically, you know, uh, as a first-time novelist, it's unlikely that I'll make any sig super significant amount of money from this. And even if I did, you know, like the most I maybe could expect is a couple thousand dollars, you know. And that'd be impressive for a lot of first-time standards as far as I can tell. But at the same time, it's like that that really is still the thing that I want to sustain me. Because I really would like to only have to work a job like one to two days a week. I just, or even at, not at all, if I can find a way. I just want that so badly because dear God, do I hate not having 
my time on this earth, which is limited and was a gift to me, be my time. That feels disrespectful on my part because of who I am and the situation I am. At least I feel that way. Uh, I would not <laughs> push that no onto anyone else. I'm sure a lot of other people from many different situations feel that way. Maybe a lot of others don't. I'm sure there are very valid reasons for both, but from just where where I am. Um yeah. God, it's it's just this theory, it's my twenty five percent Native American brain. It's like, oh hey, you gotta go into the woods. A bunch of your ancestors were in the woods and so you should do that. And I'm like, you might have a point there, brain. <laughs> that might be a good idea. But also, wouldn't I die? And my brain and my feelings are like but it would feel amazing, even if you did, and there's no guaranteeing. And it's like, no. And I was like, I don't want to kill myself. I promise. I don't want to do that anymore. I just really, really, really want to go in the woods. It makes me so happy. And my and I'm just very sad working. And sometimes I'm just like a little a little dog. I just uh, I would like to go outside. But I'm always ha- I always have to be inside, and I'm, I'm quite sad about it. I wouldn't mind being inside all the time if the thing that I had to be inside for was just like writing or being creative or making art that I would be quite content with so essentially it feels like I've figured out how to be happy in my life but the only ways that I think can think to do it are to make enough money as an artist that I could just buy a house in the woods and not need to work which that could take decades and I'm not sure I could wait that long or I can just go into the woods but also that's not an option until I get like training and the skills and the knowledge and the tools to make it possible. But I must do it. And I got these, the feelings in my body are like, oh, hey, you need to do this. You need to, you need to be happy in your life as much as you can. And I know one way of doing it for me, that means not working for anyone but myself and being in the woods. And I just really feel like I need to accomplish those as soon as possible but I I really don't but at the same time even though I feel that need I'm not sure how to do that in a way that won't take years um other than just me going off and fucking in the woods but fucking or fucking off in the woods I apologies um but you know so yeah does anyone else get those just like weird random pulses of emotion that just will not yield and you don't want them to yield do you know what I'm talking about you just kind of want them to like completely define you that's what like that woods feeling is for me if every day of my life could be spent feeling the way I had felt underneath that bridge that one night and then that other night the other time I know that would be me at my absolute happiest I don't know what that that feeling is truly but whatever it is, I'm like, that's it. That's that's what I need in my life more than anything else. Is that, that feeling I felt underneath the stars. All on my alone in the woods that night. God, it felt so good. Oh, to this day, I've never felt anything that powerful. <laughs> oh, 25%. Okay, I don't know. It's my Native American brain, okay? <laughs> I wasn't raised Native American. I, I just like to think that there's some Native American brains that make me like the woods, okay? <laughs> I just like to think so. 
I like I just like the woods and I appreciate you know anyway <sighs> so there that's me other potential listeners I know you all probably have your own shit going on I just want to say yeah that is fair <laughs> I have my own shit going on you know and um but yeah I'm just I'm just looking to chill you know I'm just looking to I would like peace in my life and I cannot find, and I, I've never been able to find peace in any job I've had. So that's why I think I maybe need to, to work for myself to find that peace, you know. Hmm. But I must figure out a way how. <laughs> oh, I'm just like a good little nerd thinker person who writes, I, I think I write pretty well. Like, I have a bunch of like English major friends who tell me I write really well. So I feel like that's a, a pretty good sign. Hmm. Oh yeah, but that's that's the other thing. Well, that's actually a great segue that I didn't plan out. But I was so what I wanted to do for all of you tonight uh, to thank you for. Uh, sorry, I must move my microphone to access my keyboard because like a bad podcaster, I. Oh wait, hold on. I think I can actually just. Aha! Success. Sorry, I'm I'm attempting to 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 finagle this keyboard in weird angles. <sighs> I could just move the thing, but I, now I find this whole experience. So I typed in Google Drive because I forgot the... And hooray, my browser knew what I was talking about. My browser understands that I am dumb. <laughs> okay. Okay, now I have to... Okay, I'll, I'll move it back in a second, but I'm going to type something in. Sorry, success, my listeners. All right, so I must find that was a doc. So I, I wanted to read for some of you some of my poetry that I've written. I, I've written some poetry. I think it's pretty cool. I think it sounds pretty interesting. And I thought I would read some of it for you. Um, here's one. I hear the pulsing beat of the Earth's heart. The sound shakes around me, sound upon the vibration of sounds. The energy of life, so strangled and choked, flows here and floods the immediate perception. Let that ringing bell of joy shake the rotted foundation of infrastructure. I hear and see, for that comes to me on the breath's kiss of nature, but to join I find my wounds pain me. Yet how much love! How much raw fulfillment is there in the observation of the extended self to look upon your kin for what they are, the self, and to know the rhythmic pulse of the human heart? Sing again and again a quiet, subtle sound song <laughs> whose words are the true name of the cosmos. Beat again and again, struggling heart, for the strain will take you again. But for tonight, you are free. Right. I hope you all like that one. That one was, um, I wrote that one when I, so I, I've always been a very kind of shy person. And so even up until my like, 20, even until up when I was 22, um, I really hadn't gone to much pirate parties, you know, or 20, even 23. But then I, I met this really 
cool, amazing, wonderful group of friends, and we've all become very close. And, um, you know, you know, we had this party, and it was pretty sick. Um, I, it's how I kind of realized that I didn't love parties conceptually too much. I mean, I like to go to them occasionally. I liked that I'm, I'm very happy that I went to the one that the first one that I did just to see what it was like. But I kind of just don't function well in parties. Like I don't function well in like this this environment with a, so much sound and people and energy. Like I'm a very like little old person at heart, and so that that scene confuses me, and I don't know what to do with myself in it. Uh, but still, I was very very happy for it. And this this poem was one I wrote uh, while I was at that party um, because you know I, I I was too nervous to talk to anyone or say hi to anyone. And so I just kind of ended up sitting in silence for most of it. Um, so I wrote that during the time, you know, as just the observations um, of what I was what I was talking, looking about. Yeah, it's and you know I I make a lot of references to sound and energy because those are very prominent things at a party, you know. Um, and then I had a specific line talking about how much of a mentally ill antisocial person I was, which is, but to join, I find my wounds pain me, you know, that was a line I wrote, because uh, I was like, oh damn, emotional damage, that keeps me from interacting, that sucks, but, you know, I healed a lot from that, I'm a lot better now, uh, still working on things, you know, but got a lot, I've made a lot of progress, which I'm happy about. All right, so there's one poem, uh, so Ooh, okay. I forgot about uh, this one that I wrote. Hmm. So I wrote this. So I remember that uh, two years ago in English class, uh, my professor, uh, you know, they assign, uh, assigned us a, a page that was about, um, I don't even remember. It was, it, it, we were using... I'm so bad with like the the theory of writing. I'm a very good practical writer, but writing theoretic in theory is not something I understand very well. I just like am good with words, I think. So I don't actually remember what this assignment was supposed to be teaching us, but I just think it sounded really good. So I'm going to read some of it. It's pretty long. So, you know, what? actually, I will go ahead and read the whole thing because I'm already acting under the assumption that you like listening to me. So I might as well read you the whole poem. All right. And it's called Banality. Um, all right. The wind didn't feel like I expected. I thought it would be like a spider silk holding my body aloft from my wings. Instead, I was moving my wings through water, as great force was required to move them even an inch. But as I did, I could feel the effects. As the rest of my body moved with the wind, when I moved through a cloud, it was even worse. As the water soaked thin letter, leather, weighing me down even more. But I stayed inside the clouds. I liked how it felt. It reminded me when I was younger how I'd run through the sprinklers in the lawn, how the fine mist would cool me on a hot summer day. Eventually I descended and let myself glide as I looked at the world below. A massive field of green that stretched out as far as the eye could see, a considerably further distance from me than now than before. I looked at the buildings below me, seemingly plastic town with miniature people running around playing out their little pretend lives. I was a lot edgier two years ago. <laughs> in that town was my old life, one where I couldn't fly or dance in the clouds, one where all I could do was dream of the start of this adventure. Terry, 
Terry, come down or you'll be late. The voice belonging to my mother stirred me like few things could. My name's not actually Terry. I was, I don't know, I don't remember why I did this. <laughs> my parents were only half on, a pair of faded hand-me-down jeans. I was struggling to brush my teeth with one hand as I hurried to yank them on. My jeans now on, I gurgled the acid-like mixture in my mouth and spit, the back spray coating the mirror above the sink in small droplets of unsightly mouth excess. Now ready as an eleven-year-old could be, expected to be, I ran downstairs, the soft green carpet sinking beneath me past the scarred railing, and faded photos down into our kitchen, small and dirty as it was despite my efforts, my mother's efforts to keep it clean. She was standing there, a tall, thin woman whose hunger and strain told its story in her shallow cheeks and sunken eyes. And those eyes, piercing green pools, stared at me with a frustration which terrified me more than it should have. Honey, here, put on your backpack and wait outside. I packed some extra peanut butter bars for your breakfast, so eat those on the way. My mother was struggling to wrap her long black coat, a dusty, wrinkly thing that belonged in some far-off hole in the ground, around her while gathering her keys in her hand. The hospital called, and they're overworked, so I'm going in a little early. Did you do your math homework last night? I nodded. I had, in fact, not done my math homework last night. Okay, hurry up. Then I'll see you later, okay? Okay, so this is not actually... This 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 character this mother character that I wrote was definitely is definitely based on my mother, but is not like this is not my story specifically. I just utilize details from my story in this story. I, I basically change names and professions and certain things, but overall the spirit's the same of like what I went through. Um, with that, she rushed out the door to our crappy old car, a stained, beat up, and torn piece of metal with rust on the bottom and enough dirt on the top that you start to question whether it's supposed to be black. I was I was really intent on like this is I, I this is how I can tell I've matured as an adult, which is that one I'm was being this is a very dramatic way to describe the level of again I was technically talking about someone else so I might have exaggerated for fun but eh, anyway I, I'll continue. When she was out of sight, I went back. Oh sorry, she got in her, the car and drove off, and quietly I waved after her, wishing her a good day. When she was out of sight, I went back inside my room. A small corner of the upper part of the house with a field of clothes on the floor and peeling walls that I loved to rip apart. I sat in my bed looking at the clock. Five more minutes to go, I thought. I decided not to go to school then, and instead sat at my old oak desk that was littered with scratches and nicks from overuse. I pulled out a piece of cheap canvas my mother bought me, a series of old paintbrushes we found at a garage sale. The brushes were stiff and hard. The bristles stuck together with flints of paint so that it looked like a sculpted rainbow. I dipped the brush in a jar of water and began rubbing my fingers over the bristles. The crusty paint melted away over my nails, leaving them a watery mix of red, green, and yellow. Finally, when the brush was free, I soaked it in as much yellow as I could and began with the scales. The scales were never as good as they were in my head, a tapestry of gemstones that glinted with the light of the sun. Nothing else was as good as it was in my head. The sky wasn't as blue, the trees weren't as green and the claws were white smudges on the dragon's stubs. I felt angry then. Angry that no matter how hard I tried, it would never be what I wanted. That I had something amazing inside that I couldn't get to come out. So I sat on the bed and closed my eyes and thought about the sky. It was as blue here as it should have been. It wasn't the steel gray it so often was when I looked at it from the window at school, or the faded blue of my paint every time I tried to recreate it. Here it was perfect. So was everything else. The grass... A field of green razor blades, sharp in color and shape. The sun was so bright, there wasn't a single shadow under a single tree. And there was me, 
with my golden scales like gemstones, and my claws that shone ivory white, my wings that were somehow light as a feather and strong enough to create hurricanes. I flew then, a flight that would last until it didn't, and what always made me so very sad was that I didn't know when that would be. All right. So I I wrote that uh, two years ago. I was not an English major, but I was very proud when, and this is not me lying, bragging. I promise my teacher said this. Uh, she said after I gave it to her, um, hey, this was like, the best paper I've ever gotten, or, or what, at least one of them. I've, actually, no, I've, I'm pretty sure she did say the best, and I, I'd, uh, maybe I'm misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure she said the best, and I was very, very honored that she said that, because again, I wasn't like, English wasn't my main thing, I just liked, I guess, you know, it's just like, this is what I like about college, you know, because they have you do so many things, and it's college level, you do kind of, you maybe realize, well, well, this isn't what happened with me, I already knew I was a very good writer, to be quite frank, but... Like, I never thought I was good. I wasn't sure I was good enough to do it professionally, you know. And then when I got that uh, from that te- college professor I had, I was like, oh, maybe I am, you know. Yeah, especially since I, uh, to be perfectly frank, I farted this out 40 minutes before the, it was due. I, I had not written a thing. I procrastinated so hard. I was so, I did not think of anything. I had nothing prepared. So I just sat down 40 minutes before this class, wrote this out in like, you know, like 15 minutes or however long. And then, you know, no, no, like 30 minutes and then 10 minutes, walked to class and then handed in. And that, that's all true. I, I promise it's all true. I'm not exaggerating uh, for my benefit. You can choose whether to believe me or not, use your own judgment. But that is a story that uh, I'm very proud of. And I was very, very happy to have received that because my teacher was a very intelligent person and very capable at her job. So if she gave me that compliment, I am sure uh, that is very high praise. Uh, so I was very honored by that. It's very nice to when very competent people give you praise over the thing they are competent in. It's a nice little ego boost that my fragile little little self-confidence needed, I think, back at the time. So, yeah. Okay, well, that was me uh, talking and reading poetry to you. Um, you know, I, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I did this on Tuesday because I felt like it. Because, again, I will not promise the schedule will ever be that consistent. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think maybe you all appreciate that in a weird way. And I definitely think you appreciate that they're not all, like, hour-long videos and that they're broken up. Um, uh, but as always, I would really appreciate it if you spread it around to all your friends, if you have a bunch, any poetry friends. Uh, if you're a poetry person, maybe spread it, this, this poetry reading episode around to all your friends. And uh, also, uh, I have a Kofi now. I have a Kofi, so you can buy me coffee. That's, that's the pun. <laughs> um, it's you can find it on my RSS webpage, my public page. Uh, there should be a link or a, a donate option. It's completely optional. I, I'm not going to be running any, you know, advertisements. It's just like I have it set up to, to five dollars. If you'd like to give me five dollars at any point, you are absolutely free to. And if you would choose not to do that, that is absolutely okay too. But if you choose to do it, then it is there and you can access it. And I would be very appreciative if you decide to do that. Uh, so yeah, that's all for uh, now. Uh, I hope you all liked my poetry. I did not work very hard on that last one, but also apparently it was amazing. So I don't, 
no, okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure unless my teacher was like, I'm pretty sure she wasn't actually like incompetent. I no, she definitely was very talented. She just like said a very I don't know. Anyway, all right. Um, have a nice night, everyone. Uh, hope you accomplish happiness in life and uh failing that i hope you at least have a lot of good experiences and are cool so uh goodbye good night again please spread it around as much as possible obsessively no no (laughs) it just helps out a lot i like to see the numbers on my analytics go up it makes me happy all right all right have a nice night everyone see ya